Moon Knight, Moon Knight. Uh, it came up with its second episode. Um, this is about the character played by Oscar Isaac of Stephen. Stephen, who has, suffers from DID, um, and one of those personalities happens to be a mercenary by the name of Mark. Uh, Mark, who serves the god of Khonshu, who's the Egyptian god. And this one, we kind of learn more yep. about Mark. Yep. The, yep, the Egyptian god of the moon, who is basically the uh, wielder of justice for uh, Egyptian mythology. Mm. Yeah. Also, it's the reverse. Mark Spector is the person, and Stephen Grant is a personality. Oh, okay. So, or okay. is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, in the con, in I don't know how MCU is going to do it, but mm -hmm. yeah, in the, in, in, yeah, in, the yeah. in the comics, it's Mark Spector is a uh, is a person who has um, psychological yeah, yeah, issues. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, in the comics, Mark Spector is a uh, and. Uh, if you t listen to Oscar Isaac in interviews, he he talks about he did a lot of research for people with DID. It's like the person who is like the main identity, the person that is was living in the body before whatever happened that caused this psychological break. That's called the uh, primary, and every other identity is essentially an alter. Mm. Yeah. yeah, Mark Spector is the primary. He is the before the splintering of mm -hmm. his mind um uh in the com in the comics he already had like a did already mm -hmm. but when he uh met Konshu and made that deal to inhabit um moon knight which is its own identity in the mm -hmm. comics like he's a different alter ego identity uh that was like an even more fracturing mm. so i just wanted to make that clarification because i don't know how they're gonna do it well, but well, the way i'm well, the vibes they... i'm getting is they that's the same yeah, it, it's yeah. The vibe I get from uh, from at least this uh, second episode, it's uh, the Moon Knight persona. It's like this thing that any of the identities can summon, and the appearance of mm -hmm. the suit of the Moon Knight powers it varies depending on which uh, which identity is currently inhabiting the body. I will absolutely love it if when we get if there's an additional personality, which I really hope they do. They find they show off another personality they've hinted possibly that it might be happen that they just mm. make up their own other moon knight that they can transform into mm. just go for broke honestly f it mm. yeah um but yeah going back to i just wanted to make that clarification i didn't mean to interrupt mm -hmm. you okay uh yeah because this show gets really confusing it, it doesn't explain a whole lot which is the point yeah. yeah, the show it, it's kind of putting you in the same in the same kind of mental state as as a as Stephen Grant as Mark Spector because they are just as lost and confused as we are. Mm. And it gets to the point where Ethan Hawke as a uh, Arthur Harrow he ends up being the most sane person here. Yeah, mm. makes a lot of good points, and then you're like, oh, well, you know, maybe. Yeah, maybe Conscious is not so much that we're not the good people we're supposed to be. He makes a lot of good arguments. And then the turn comes. Which you know the turn's going to happen. And you're like, I do like that, at least in this, Stephen's like, yeah, no, but like, that's not okay. Yeah, that, it's like, like, like none of that's fine. Yeah, it, I draw it's a line out, somewhere. Yeah, it's pointing out the flaws in in uh, a lot of this argument. And something that I think the a lot of the uh, MCU shows, at, at least. Um, 
the ones that are on the uh, better end of quality, they bring up these ideas of kind of uh, of morality, uh, the way Falcon and the Winter Soldier brought up uh, a race, uh, the way Loki brings up ideas of like a predestination of the concept of free will. Mm, yeah. Um, so with this ep- the second episode here, um, you have, like I said, more of, you know, kind of you explore Arthur Harrow, and then you see Stephen really talking to Arthur Harrow, having a sit-down discussion, um, and him explain to him, you know, his kind of whole plan, his whole future, his whole goals, um, as well as also saying that he was at one time a vessel of Kanchu um, at one time. And it's kind of questioning Stephen, you know, with this kind of Kanchu creature, is good, is it bad? Um, and whether or not, uh, you know, he in himself is a villain along with Arthur Harrow. Um, I don't know how Kanchu is really that much portrayed in the comics, if he is a, a dangerous force um, or god that really does use all these different people as these avatars just for his own um, really means and goals yeah, and purposes. Um I think from the way, just, from what I understand about the character Kanchu, mm-hmm. it's always that um, that sense of justice, of right and wrong, taken to its absolute extreme. Uh, very similar to uh, how how the Punisher is portrayed in comics, how uh, characters like like even a U.S. Agent is in Moon Knight is very much another version of that kind of morality it's why a lot of uh a lot of uh moon knight comics they end up in either like marvel like black label or marvel or marvel knights or even mm-hmm. something like the midnight suns mm. yeah um, for what i understand in the comics if i recall correct if i'm i did a little bit of research because i've always had it even i've always liked moon knight but i never mm-hmm. understood like a lot of unfortunate. He gets a lot of comparisons to Batman, but that's actually really not fair. He's actually <laughs> a very different character. He just happens to have some aspects of being a quote unquote dark knight. Mm-hmm. Um, Kanchu is very much a. Uh, it's very similar to what is kind of described in the second episode, where he goes, "No, he only punches people that have already strayed on a really bad path. Like by the time Kanchu is, is like finds you, you know your numbers up. Like that's how Kanchu views it." I gave you, life gave you plenty of chances to do the right thing. And every chance you've chosen, you've chosen not to. Now I'm here for you. Like, they have cried out to me, and you're done. They're, like, to him, every everything he sends you off to do is basically, um, I it's with impunity. Mm. And if you betray him, it's considered, like, the greatest of thing. Like, uh, at one point, he's just like, smash this windpipe! I can't, like, there's nothing I can do. It's just great. Like, kill, him. kill him. Like, get it. Do- Come on. Let's get it over. I have like a thousand orders that need to be finished. There's so many people. <laughs> I have I have business to be done. Let's let's cut this crap. Yeah, Con- there's no yeah, redeeming Conchu, of this character. Yeah, yeah Conchu is basically just like a darker Jiminy Cricket hmm. who's just telling Steven and Mark to just murder people. Uh, but- Enough in a con- uh, I hope this gets brought up later. Kanchu actually has four aspects as of mm. his godhood, which um, they've apparently in, in the comics alluded to that each of his splintering of personalities inhabit one aspect of that. What aspect that's never been leaked? But they do inhabit one aspect, and I thought that's an interesting thing that I hope gets brought up in the con- in this show. Hmm. No. Um, 
So, yeah, so like I said, he once said it was a time, uh, Arthur Harris' character, a avatar of Kanchu, and then you kind of understand more of why Mark Spector is working for Kanchu and, you know, how mm-hmm. did, you know, he become a little bit, you know, his avatar and saying that, well, you know, I'm kind of doing it to protect Layla, who is his wife, who you see uh, in this episode. Um, and he says, well, if you don't do what I want you to do, I'll just move on to Layla, uh, who is the wife, and I'll have her mm-hmm. be the avatar uh, for me in order to uh, uh, do what I needed, uh, do what I need to do. Um, so with this, so with Contra, just to understand more about his abilities. So can he move from avatar without avatar without the consent of somebody and just inhabit their body? Um, so that's actually kind of a false threat. Like they have to like, and again, I'm trying to go into the comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and the at least how it's a consent. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, how it's portrayed in the comics, uh, and I think uh, some like Supernatural did this did this well. It's like demons they can just jump from body to body, but angels, or at least in like a god gods, the way Conchu is portrayed here, they have it has to be a willing possession. Yeah, um, his power will only manifest if you subscribe yourself to be a moniker of his power, aka you're being a high priest or high priestess. He's made. He basically made Mark. All right, you're gonna be my high priest, which means you're because you're worshiping me. I could to imbue you with these power, with my power. Mm-hmm. You are my subject through my hand. Oh, and she, it's so interesting yeah. you bring up the concept of like uh, you're one of my high priests because that that's similar to how the armor, the suit looks. Mm. Yeah, he even makes a mention. These are the, the these are the, yeah, the, it's, robes. the cer- it's the ceremonial robes from Jew's temple. Mm. Meanwhile, Stephen is just. <laughs> uh, that made that made that was a very mixed moment for a lot of people, Moon Knight fans. But mm-hmm, hopefully, yeah. that'll that'll turn into something. <clears throat> yeah. So the moment- yeah hope yeah because I I liked it because it brings in the character from the comics of uh, Mister Knight, who is who, an additional personality. Yeah, who is another alter for uh, for uh, Mark Spector, who is basically just like the Bruce Wayne of all of the personalities. Okay. Yeah, he he's supposed. Um, Mister Knight is is basically in order. It was a run started in 2014 where he created this new thread and new identity to be as close to stable version of himself as possible. This version actually does go see a therapist. This one actually works with police, and he's like a private investigator at the same time. And he's the public face for Moon Knight, and he's like barely trying to con- uh, contain the chaos. That's that mm. version. It's kind of like almost like a Sherlock Holmes kind of character. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this, he's a he's bumbling Stephen who thinks he looks sharp because mm. which it suit up. He does, <laughs> which he, he does. does. Yeah. So, uh, which I I think because Marvel they they change characters like powers, they change backstories, they change aspects from the comics all the time, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, it, it's something if it works in context of whatever medium you're doing it, I think it's fine. Yeah. I'm okay with this change, especially making it less confusing. Mm-hmm. I'm totally fine with them just combining Stephen Grant, who was already a semi-Bruce Wayne kind of character. He was a millionaire in the original one, millionaire face, with a Mr. Knight, just combining the two into one. If Stephen eventually becomes like more confident over time, and he wants to be the public face version of, of Moon Knight. And he's like, oh, I want to be Mr. Knight. And then just people just refer to him as Mr. Knight. I'm fine with them, and just making it instead of like having five identities, it's just three, just three main big ones, and Moon Knight inhabits all those three. 
makes so, it way less confusing for people. So who would be the third one coming? The third would be uh, Jake Lockley. Okay. Hmm. Uh, Jake Lockley is um, the investigation version of his character. We d- he was very almost very... He's very... We don't know a lot. Basically, it's like... It's Mar- Mark, but he has like this mustache and he usually wears like a, a Cavs hat. And he's the one who just walks around and drives a cab and just puts his ears to the ears to the street and knows the grindstone. He's a very a much more of a quiet version. He doesn't talk a yeah, lot. Yeah, Stephen Lockley, he's the guy that is basically where Moon Knight gets a lot of his intel on the street. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you don't... He doesn't even have a super personality. He's more just a vessel for intelligence. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so with Steven, who has his nice, so each personality can have their own, like, uh, incarnation of the Moon Knight character, like Mr. Knight. Um, are there any different powers that comes with Mr. Knight or anything like that? Or is it the same set of powers? So Mr. Knight, he was just a set, he was just a personality. The suit was just a, um, so Kanchu had to design this, has to design each, the suit and its appearance. Mm. So that's a bit of a change where Mark just inhabit it the way he his aspect felt it should be in that moment mm-hmm. um he also pulled out nice little cameo he uses the the, the bow staffs the twin bow that uh <laughs> that is something that uh mr knight uses as his most uh weapon in those firms because it's the most non-lethal version of it mm-hmm. um versus uh mark who in the uh, uh, actual moon knight garb uses the uh, the half moon uh crescent so it's basically the same power. As you can see briefly, he could punch the living daylights out of the thing. It's presumably mm-hmm. just this it's the same power, same level of power, just used for a different purpose. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. all that they pretty much is. Mm. Okay. Um yeah. Um so what did you all think of Layla coming in this episode? I thought she was a cool character. Uh I think there just off of this one episode there's not enough of her to really to really judge her as far as like a good or a bad character i think she plays a you know concern for um her estranged husband but it's also the sense that he's keeping in her in the dark of a lot of what's going on mm. Mm. like she clearly knows about uh the suit but not about uh Kanchu, not about any of the other altars mm. Things that would make it problematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Layla has a... I, we didn't get a lot with her. We got a lot, some scenes with her, but we didn't really get a lot of moments because most of it was just like, look, I'm tired of this BS. Just sign documents, whatever. And poor just sign, just sign like, the divorce papers already. Yeah, exactly. And then like Stephen's just like, I was married? What? Like, I, what? What? I... Uh, I uh, wait. I don't know what they started to tell you. Like he's just like the Jimmy Cricket. I just I don't know. I'm just trying to be a good person, okay? Yeah. Which which it, Oscar Isaac, he is so great on this show. He does enough with the like little ticks and little mannerisms of both Mark and Stephen that they are two completely different characters, even when they are in the same frame. Yeah. Uh, there are tiny two little moments also that. The show has little moments where it breaks reality or shatters the fourth wall in a way that is understandable. Mm-hmm. Where uh, 
that you have a realization, like, uh, when she's like, oh, you're talking to your mother again? And there's, like, this moment where Stephen's like, yeah? Even though he's, like, left messages, she's never returned them. Mm. Uh, Mm. Like, oh, you're speaking to your mom again? He's like, oh, yeah. And, uh, oh, like, yeah, like, just other little things, like, oh, I've read, oh, yes, Mike, but fair poem. No, it's my favorite. He's like, "Mm." that's a a quinky dink. Mm. And you're like, oh, Okay, yeah, that's a good, that's a nice, nice little subtle Mark's splintering of things that he's, like, mm-hmm. feeding aspects of his altars. But she yeah, herself, we don't get a yeah, lot of. Yeah, and and speaking of, to the show's portrayal of DID, from what, I've, from what research I've done on that, a lot of the altars, they will take aspects of people that the primary knows. Mm. Yeah. Okay. He's like an amalgamation of things or people he's met mm-hmm. and made to be like almost as harmless as possible. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, and that really does feel, but unfortunately in a weird way, Marcus created his own worst monster is that he's made a good person. <laughs> he, he created a guy with, yeah, he created someone with a conscience and good moral values and the shit that he's, and he's going to have to listen to that as he commits things. And you're like, Hey man, <laughs> You you created me. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you are a very bad person. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, that is very interesting to see kind of these uh, how Oscar Isaac is, you know, doing well at portraying these two different personalities, and how much of a stark contrast there is between the two, uh, which is which is good to see. And the scenes where he's talking in the mirror are always very interesting to see. Um, And with Layla, it's not really much to really gone yet um yeah. you know she just got introduced in this episode um i don't know how you know close she is to the comic uh iteration of her uh but uh yeah it's really not much to go on there um also you kind of see more ethan hawk as author hero and i do like kind of the way he's kind of moving through and kind of his ability so what is what are author hero's kind of abilities if you know like with the cane and like the power that he kind of uh, summons there so from what I've seen from the show, uh, it's just a sliver of power. So he's able mm-hmm. to summon jackals, which, um, depending on your interpretation of Egyptian mythology, uh, jackals are seen as like the guard dogs of mm-hmm. the afterlife. So yeah, he's basically summoning yeah, them. Yeah, the jackals are essentially like uh, the way Cerberus is portrayed as guarding the gates of the underworld. That's essentially yeah. the duties of the jackal yeah. in Egyptian which, mythology. Which is interesting because he keeps bringing up like, oh, Amrit, uh, or whatever her name is, crocodile head yeah, Amit. lady. Amit, thank you, Amit. She's like, oh no, she'll, she's seen it and she'll just be before the even. And I think it's very interesting he's never mentioned Anubis. Because mm-hmm. Anubis, that's his job. Anubis is the is the lord of the underworld. He's the one who actually weighs, pe- weighs people on the scales. Mm. So it's kind of like, oh, what happened to Anubis? He's the guardian of the underworld. He allows people to pass into the afterlife or not. And like, don't get me wrong, she's a judgment deity in her own right as well. But it gives me a feeling of, all right, there's a reason why she has not been awoken by the other gods, or mm-hmm. why she's been left like. Mm. But there's also a reason why Kanchu was like banned by the other gods. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Because uh, Arthur Harrow, he says, like, Concha was the loser god. He was the lesser mm. of the gods, and, yeah, got kind of banished there. Um, 
So with these gods, so do you think they'll turn around eventually and say like, well, they're not really gods. Maybe they're closer to something like aliens because Thor, I think they treated Thor instead of being a, a god. It was more like he was just like an alien. In, and, in I the think, com- yeah, in, in the comics, I think he the is com- an alien. Yeah, yeah, in the con, yeah, in the comics, Conchu, all of the Egyptian gods are, and I think that it's probably a fine line that the show will uh, that the show will dance around because yeah. you do have actual magic with yeah. characters like Doctor Strange, like with Wanda Maximoff. Yeah. You have uh, alternate universes opening up after the event of uh, Spider Man, and y- y- there is the possibility that it is just aliens. But the way they interact with the world, it yeah. adds like an entirely new layer to the magic that we have seen in uh, in the MCU at this point. Yeah, and uh, and in the comics, when I say aliens, I mean like it's only in like an alien afterlife where there the Egyptian gods existed on their own plane that we would mm. consider alien, but it's their own plane of existence as you would like a place like hell or another afterlife or whatever. And they can't interact directly with humans or other beings, but they do hear them and they eventually did get worshipped and seen. Like mm. when he's like, oh, I'm going to push the wind around. That's not like nothing to sniff at. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, oh, I can push things around and whatever. He's like, oh, but that's all he can do. And it's like without permission, that's all he can do. <laughs> yeah, and, it's uh, like, yeah, without your help, that's all he can do. Yeah, it's all the interaction he can on the, our material plane. The plane in which everyone else lives on at the moment. Oh, but oh boy, if you like start dying and you can and you start stepping into his territory, now he has the power. Uh, the power has shifted. Hmm. So it's like, okay, you can run all you want, but eventually you're gonna die, hmm. and I'll be here. Yeah. So I think they'll dance around it. I but I think it would be very smart, uh, very dumb of them to ever just put a pin on it. Like, oh, he's definitely. An alien and an alter, uh, astral plane. No, 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 no. Whatever. It don't matter. He's a god. Just let it be. Hmm. Um, he says he's the Egyptian god. Let him be the Egyptian god. Yeah. Um, also with this, uh, do you think the... Because introducing like the jackals and everything like that, do you think the CGI is a little shaky? Because sometimes it doesn't yeah. feel like it's the best. I, I, th- I, think the, I think the CGI is a little shaky on this, but I also think that a lot... Of, it's a... It's a benefit that most of it shot at night. A lot of the the jackal itself is like kept in shadow and darkness for a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And when it's finally like brought into like very dim lighting, it looks fine. Yeah, hmm. I the show has done a good job of say what you will about anything else about this show so far. It's mm-hmm. done a good job of utilizing its budget, mm-hmm. being very smart in. Oh, first episode. How are we going to get these action scenes? Oh, we're just going to cut to the aftermath. <laughs> and it works. And it works within the context of the of the narrative and character, and it makes it somewhat thrilling. And then this one. Oh, yeah, only he can see these, like, beings because he's an aspect of Khonshu. Everyone else can't. Mm. But they do exist, and if you hit something with it, that they mm-hmm. can see. It's not that it doesn't exist. It's just it, it's seen by their, eyes. It's their corp they're corporeal but they can't be like they can't be seen right mm. until they're destroyed mm-hmm. yeah um, or water which is an interesting i think a nice bit i hope that comes up later yeah. uh so final thoughts on this episode uh me yeah, i think it's a, a 
answering some questions about how how Mark and how uh, Steven's interaction works. Uh, a great introduction to a great expansion of a character from Ethan Hawke as uh, Arthur Harrow. I think he's terrific on this show. Mm. And showing that, showing the, dancing the lines of philosophy that I think you, that I think are excellently handled in a lot of the MCU Disney Plus shows. Like, like I said before, with uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, it's talking about race, Loki, uh, free will, existentialism. And here it's talking about morality and uh, what is true justice. And I think that's a debate that's handled really well, especially by uh, between uh, Ethan Hawke and Oscar Isaac as uh, Arthur and Steven. Um, I can't wait to see where they go in the next episode because I, I do kind of want to see Moon Knight fight people. It is. It is. Those these first two episodes have been kind of light on the action, and I imagine that the kind of budget constraints they're being saved for the next three episodes. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, next four. Oh, next four. <laughs> this one. Yeah. Dusk. Mm, I think the first episode was solid for a good introduction mm-hmm. and was able to save space. I think. There are some good moments in this one. There are some even some tense moments that everything with uh, with the villain is solid. It's good. I think Oscar Isaac does a great job. Whenever there's a reflection scene, that works. But at the same time, anytime there's like a moment like this, I just keep thinking, I wish this was on Netflix. I wish this was a character hmm. that could have been on the Netflix series along with Daredevil. Or like in that kind of vein. They allowed him to go I- all the way R. I, I, I do kind of think that, but I also think that, with the exception of Daredevil, I think a lot of the Netflix shows were kind of embarrassed to be a part of comic books. Yeah, which which was a really big shame, especially, especially um, Dan, Danny Rand and the Iron Yeah, especially Fist. Danny Rand, especially Frank Cass. And I think, yeah. he, and I think Moon Knight would have gotten a similar treatment on the network. I think here it's kind of the best of both worlds. You dance that fine line of of very dark, very gritty, very uh, surreal storytelling, but you also keep it mm, somewhat playful enough that it still fits within the MCU continuity that has been established by like twenty eight movies and now like five uh, television shows. I just think this show has been good on its own mm-hmm. and even doesn't need to even intercede on the MCU mm-hmm. that they could have done its own thing and then slip through the MCU later. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree with you there because uh, at least so far there hasn't really been a lot of mention of other characters like uh, of any of the other Marvel characters. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that works out for it more often mm-hmm. than not. I want it to be we, but I just want it to be weirder. I want it to be more mm-hmm. insane. I want it to, be, I almost want it to like you have the potential to really go for broke, and I felt mm-hmm. like episode two played it a bit too safe. Episode well, one was like okay, well, we're going somewhere, and episode two feels like a uh, okay, we, we pull back on the gas. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. this it picks back up again and goes full throttle again. I'm I'm kind of with you there. I also think that it is a little too soon to judge. It's only two episodes. Yeah, it's only two of, episodes, of a six so episode series. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but that does mean we're at the one third point. Yeah. yeah, and just off the trend of most of these shows, 
by like three or four, that's when they really start to pick up. Yeah. Um, I again, I don't mind all the all the like nice back backstory with Mark. I mm-hmm. think that's really cool. I think that's good. That's something people really need to know. Uh, that's something in the comics too that has always been semi left up in the air. The great thing about his character too is he's an un just like Conchu, he's an unreliable narrator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're you're meant to like oh there are things about that that happened. What were the circumstances? Shrug. How did you make it to mm. a temple of Conchu? When you were a mercenary, mm. it's like, I dragged myself. How did you know you were going to... Doesn't matter. It's all fate, whatever. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. We made a deal. It's all yeah, deal. and that's something that I think will be interesting when that comes up, between mm-hmm. especially Steven and with Mark. Yeah. Can I, can I just Because you have that, these two diametrically opposed uh, both characters and ideology. Oh, yeah. Um, I do like the nice little addition, though, of their Mr. Knight. I like the split in the middle. The stitching mm. split in the middle. I, that is something that's not in the comics, and I thought that was actually a very nice touch. Mm. If they're going mm-hmm. with a direct... Um, I like that he's like, oh, I uh, kind of split in the middle as our personalities, which will be interesting if the third one ever exists, because I'm sure it will at some point. He's going to splinter again. Mm. Um... Okay. I will. Uh, I will say, I really love the guy. Is a guy. I really love Conchu. <laughs> it did the good gone sound design for Conchu. Yeah, the, he's there. Yeah, the design of Conchu, uh, the voice performance from uh, F. Mer- yeah. Yeah. He's always just like a joy. I just want. I just want Conchu to occasionally be there. Like, kill him. Uh, what? What? Uh, mm. uh, oh, okay. Oh God, he's- that idiot's back. Exactly, the idiot. You told he would not interfere with things. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's just such a prick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so this episode two. What do you think, th- Josh? Uh, this episode two thousand was a solid episode. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I don't think it hasn't really won me over 100% yet, but I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like what Oscar Isaac is doing. Um, interested to see maybe a third personality coming. Like you said, that sounds exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, still, really enjoy Ethan Hawke a lot. Um, I think he's really great. Uh, and see to see the eventual kind of more evolution of that character throughout the series will be very very interesting. I think he makes for a great villain. Um, but yeah, um, I'm also interested to see him possibly fight some people because he's fighting kind of creatures right now. Um, yeah, especially because you see like behind the scenes footage of. Isaac role and he's doing like complex knife handling like kicks and shit it'll be awesome when it's finally on screen Mm -hmm. I don't know if he was doing that for this or for Solid Snake though oh they're doing a Solid Snake move okay yeah Yeah, he's Solid Snake doing a Metal Gear oh okay I missed that he's a he's a he's a fine enough choice honestly if you're gonna pick someone hey I'll watch Oscar Isaac in anything yeah, I just wish um, it's always going to be different because to me, David Hayter is Snake, mm. just yeah. like Master Chief. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, good solid uh, second episode.